Welcome to our worship today. Our thanks today go to Jonathan and Jessica Hebe for our readings, and we also thank the choristers of St Martin in the Fields for our two hymns. From this week onwards, I'll be using the same readings and hymns in the morning and evening services, along with the same sermon. But of course, the services themselves will either be the modern language words in the morning or the traditional language of the Book of Common Prayer for Evensong. You can find service sheets and hymn words on our church website. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, 
to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore let us kneel in silence, and remember God's presence with us now. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 67 God be merciful unto us and bless us, and show us the light of his countenance, and be merciful unto us, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O Lord, yea, let all the people praise thee, O let the nations rejoice and be glad. For thou shalt judge the folk righteously, and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, our, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah 56, verses 1 and 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, Maintain justice and do what is right, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath, and do not profane it, and hold fast my covenant. These I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in the house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar,
for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them, besides those already gathered. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We say the Magnificat together. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed for ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Matthew chapter 15, verses 10 to 28. Then he called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offence when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my father has but every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone, they're blind guides of the blind, and it if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and that is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and she knelt before him and saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. We say the Nunc Dimittis together.
Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And we say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the Queen, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only Thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. The Collect for the Tenth Sunday after Trinity Let Thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of Thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions, make them to ask such things as shall please thee. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Amen. There's a story told 
of a saint from the 6th century, St Kevin, a man who was known for his feats of heroic prayerfulness. He was a hermit who lived in a, in a cave by the side of Glendaloch, a lake in County Wicklow. According to legend, at the beginning of Lent one year, Kevin settled down to pray. He stretched out his hands, as he always did, and sank deep into prayer. So deep was his prayer that he didn't notice when a blackbird landed on his hand. So deep was his prayer that he didn't notice either when she flew away and came back with a twig in her mouth. So deep was his prayer, in fact, that he didn't notice her going to and fro all that day, hour after hour, bringing twig after twig and weaving them together. He didn't notice her bringing dried grass and weaving that in too. He didn't notice until right at the end of the day, when he opened his eyes and realised that there in his hand was a perfectly woven nest and the blackbird sitting in it. And underneath her were three sky-blue eggs. Ah, thought Kevin, now what shall I do? Sister Blackbird has honoured me with her company, trusted me with her young. Well, there's nothing for it but to wait, and while I wait, to pray. So that's what Kevin did. According to the story, he prayed for days and days, sitting quite still, not stopping to sleep or to eat. One week passed, and two, and in the third week he saw the eggs crack open, and little by little the blackbird chicks emerge. But that didn't mean he could move. Far from it. Now it was even more important that he stayed still, as the parent birds brought food to their chicks. So Kevin just carried on praying. By the time the chicks were ready to fledge and fly the nest, Lent was nearly over, and as Easter Sunday came, he celebrated the new life of resurrection and the new life of the chicks that had grown in the nest of his outstretched hands. You can believe it if you like, but it's a good story whether it happened or not. I like it because it makes me wonder what unexpected things God might have put in my hands to deal with. Perhaps it's something that I'd rather not handle. Maybe St Kevin had at least the odd moment when he wished that blackbird had nested somewhere else. Often in our lives there are situations which seem to us to get in the way of what we really want to be doing. We could be so much better, holier people, if only... If only we didn't have that awkward boss at work, that difficult relationship at home, that illness to deal with, those cares and worries, those doubts and fears, this COVID-19 pandemic. All these things can seem to us to be distractions, diverting us from the path we'd planned to take. And yet it's often in facing up to and dealing with the awkward realities that we find the greatest blessing we find our hearts and lives expanding because of them. Sometimes we may find a solution to them, but often we end up having to live with them. But what looks like a diversion from the straight road we'd mapped out turns out to be a pathway that leads to life in all its fullness anyway. The second part of the Gospel reading we heard today reminds me of that too. Jesus is in the territory of Tyre and Sidon, foreign territory. Tyre and Sidon were Canaanite port towns to the north of Israel. What was he doing there? We aren't told. He wasn't having a seaside holiday, that's for sure. 
Tyre and Sidon were bywords in Israel for sin and trouble, rackety towns where all sorts of people came and went, where sailors did what sailors have always done on their runs ashore. Maybe the father of the little girl whose mother comes to Jesus was a sailor. It would certainly have been unusual, a bit disreputable, for a woman to be out on her own like this, and even more so to be taking the initiative in challenging a male leader, so it does seem that maybe the girl's father isn't around. Maybe he was a sailor who'd gone away to sea and never came back. We don't know, but this woman is obviously a nuisance, even to Jesus. His disciples beg him to send her away, and he seems inclined to try, but she keeps on at him until he gives her what she wants, her daughter's healing. And he doesn't just do this, he also acclaims her faith. It's an awkward story. People have puzzled over it ever since it was written. Jesus seems so rude. It's especially ironic coming after the passage before it, when Jesus tells people to beware of what comes out of their mouths, the unguarded words which can wound others. Some commentators have tried to say that perhaps he doesn't really mean what he says when he compares this woman to a dog, or that he's just testing her faith. But I don't buy either of those explanations. There's a child's life at stake after all. I think if the Gospel writers meant us to read it like that, they would have said so. I think it is what it seems to be, a story about Jesus learning and growing. Human beings do that. He learns and grows in response to the challenge of this brave and desperate woman. I wonder, in fact, whether that's precisely why he went to Tyre and Sidon, to take himself out of his comfort zone. He may have realised in theory that God's love included the Gentiles, those who didn't share his cultural upbringing and background, but encountering that difference in the flesh was another matter. Was God's love really as broad as to include her? That's something he needed to know. And the answer was yes, yes, yes it was. The Gospel writers didn't have to include this awkward story in their Gospels. It would have been much easier to leave it out. But they were writing for early Christian communities which also struggled to accept the sheer variety of people who found their way into this new movement, to live together, loving each other, just as we often struggle. They needed the encouragement of this story. Even Jesus found this tough, they might have said. And yet... What a blessing there was in welcoming those who were different. So I wonder, what is it that God has placed into our hands today as we stretch them out in prayer, as St Kevin did? What are the inconvenient, awkward, puzzling realities that we struggle to hold on to? The things we wish we could just put down and walk away from, but which we know we can't. Perhaps, like St Kevin like Jesus himself, if we let them sit there and accept them for what they are, we might find that in God's economy there can be blessing hidden in challenge, new life that hatches in our own hands if we have the patience and the faith to hold still and to watch for it. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Lord, we give you thanks that you welcome us and all people into your presence, 
that you love us with a love that knows no boundaries. Help us to extend that same love and welcome to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for our nation and all its people, that you would enable us to draw together and support each other. We pray especially this week for all who've received exam results which will help to determine their future, for those who rejoice and those who felt disappointed. Help them to remember that their worth in your eyes and their calling into your service isn't determined by grades on a piece of paper. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for those who are sick or sorrowful today, for those hurt or bereaved in the train crash in Scotland, for those suffering in the aftermath of the explosion in Beirut, for those who are facing joblessness and poverty because of the coronavirus pandemic. Give them courage and hope in their trouble and surround them with your love and the love of others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we thank you for our own community, for those planning and taking part in our Scarecrow Festival over the coming weeks, for those offering friendship and support to neighbours, finding a way to get together in the face of current difficulties. Bless these acts of love and help us to see the work of your Spirit in them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we entrust to you all who have died and those who mourn, trusting in your promise of life which never ends and love which never dies. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The peace of God that passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.